Hello everyone, my name is Ovin, and welcome back to Keyboard Smash. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the first episode of the third season of Keyboard Smash. This putty! Oh my gosh, it's been, like, we're on our third season already, that's really insane. Um, hi, my name is Aubin, you already know that, and I run this putty alone. By myself while my cats are bothering me, I'm so sorry, Speedy, can you go please? Thank you. Um, hi guys, I have not been doing this for, like, two months now, maybe? I think my last episode was in January, it's now February, so it's been, like, a month or so. Uh, and now I'm back. I want to take some time off to come up with some new ideas for this season, and I really think y'all are gonna like it. I really think you do. Um, but before we jump into the topic of today's episode, I wanted to give, like, a breakdown of everything that you missed. So, uh, here's what you missed on Glee. Uh, I have been signed for remission. I... I'm no longer in therapy for OC for my OCD. Uh, I still have it though. <laughs> that was never going to be a question. But I am now officially signed off for a mission. I've made my recovery, and I'm really proud of myself, and I'm really happy right now. And yeah, I got really happy. Um, next, <laughs> I have this written on my Google document as Pedro Pascal, an obsession. <laughs> I really make it sound like it's um netflix uh true crime documentary but yeah it feels like a netflix true crime documentary um if you have no idea who pedro pascal is he is a chilean american um actor he's best known for playing uh the mandalorian on the mandalorian tv show or you might know him as Oberyn martel from game of thrones or javier peña from narcos or i'm just gonna end up listing his entire filmography because i may or may not have memorized it or you might have known him as Agent Whiskey from the Kingsman sequel. I think Kingsman the Golden Circle or something is what it's called. Or um, what else are his notable roles? Um, Marcus Moreno from We Are Heroes. Uh, he played Frankie Morales in Triple Frontier. Um, what else? Now it was like Marcus Pike, I think, on The Mentalist. <laughs> I think I know a little bit too much. Ezra Miller in Prospect. <laughs> I know a little bit too much. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, I'm currently in my Pedro Pascal era, and half my friends are clowning me for it, and the other half is, like, very much encouraging me. Uh, I'm just enjoying it while it's here, guys. <laughs> and I think finally, and this update segues quite neatly into what I'll be talking about today, which was... I had a sort of mini non-OCD-related breakdown a few weeks ago um, that was sort of caused by teenage hormones, but also um, recently I've been having a lot of conflicting feelings about social media, and that was sort of like the fuel for my breakdown. So that's what we'll be talking about today. I want to talk about those conflicting feelings because... I don't know. I feel like it, it's very difficult for us to talk about social media in any conclusive way because it's so multifaceted and it's so 
complex as an entity if that makes sense like there are so many different variables that goes into how you can make that experience better for you but also how the system that it operates on makes it horrible for you so that's what we'll be talking about today so if that sounds like your cup of tea do stick around so we'll start off with sort of like the first subtopic of this episode which I have written in my Google document as social media makes me feel bad. So before I even start talking about social media, I have to sort of give context to my mental, um, I don't want to say breakdown because it really wasn't a break. It was more of like a a bing bong. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it was more of a a slip uh, mentally. Um, That bing bong was sort of fueled by... The fact that a a lot of my friends are starting to move on to that next chapter of their lives they're going to college or they're moving out or they're doing this or that or this they're getting scholarships they're you know doing all these things and i've been feeling really static if that makes sense and obviously they're posting about it because those are their achievements and they have the right to be proud of them but it just sort of makes me i like talk myself into this circle of unwise unhealthy thought of like why is that not me why is that not me yada 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 um and additionally on top of that i sort of in the past like month or so i've gone through like a string of people who had their 17th birthday parties and uh i've never mentioned this before but i don't celebrate my birthday for like personal and religious reasons i don't celebrate my birthday So I never understood what the big deal was with the 17th birthday. Like, I understood that it was a big deal because that's when you become, in Indonesia, you legally are no longer a minor. You can get your driver's license, you have uh, an ID card, etc, etc, etc. But I didn't think it was, like, a big deal. I I always thought it was, like, sweet 16s were supposed to be a big deal. But it turns out they're not. Uh, Sweet 17s are 100% a thing here in Indonesia. And I went to my first one this year, and I sort of had, like, this moment of shock where I was like, oh my god, what is this? And I really, like, there was, I came home and I was, like, crying because I I felt like I had missed out on something when I also had the understanding that I would not have been happy if I did that, if that makes sense at all. I understand that if I had gone through and done, like, if I didn't have those sort of, like, personal barriers, I guess, from having that for myself, I would, and I had gone through with it and I had done it, I would be very unhappy with the outcome if I had to do it to that level of grandiosity, um, or not grandiosity, of grandeur, I guess. And it was beautiful. It was a beautiful birthday party. There were, like, all of, like, uh, it was one of my friends, and she had all of her friends there. It was a great party. It was just that there was this part of me that inherently felt like I was like I had missed out on a life opportunity and I started crying like I said and you know, I talked to my parents about this and they're like why don't you just like have a party for no reason but like hi sweetie that's my cat um yes uh can you not eat my laptop please thank you um or was I right even though I could potentially just do that just have a party for no reason have it at my place whatever I would not be happy doing it at that scale. I would hate it because I don't like talking to people for a very extended period of time. So, I don't know. It became a very interesting moment for me. And that fueled the other half of my breakdown. 
Um, and I kind of want to revisit that thought of seeing all my friends sort of like moving on to that next chapter of their lives or in the case of the birthdays people wishing someone happy birthday people don't wish me happy birthday because they know i don't celebrate my birthday which also means i don't get gifts <laughs> this is so petty um people don't do that and kind of isn't fun for me personally because just because i don't celebrate my birthday doesn't mean i don't like gifts uh, this is a PSA because I know my friends listen to me, listen to this podcast. Just because I don't celebrate my birthday doesn't mean I don't like gifts. I love gifts. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's like one of my primary love languages. Um, and also because I spend a lot of my time and effort into these gifts that I give people. That I try to like work around my personal guidelines and beliefs so that I can give those gifts to them. But anyways, seeing... All of that go down on social media, seeing how much they're publicly being appreciated or, you know, they're publicizing their, you know, their, what they should be publicizing, things that they're proud of. Like, you feel bad, but you also rationally understand that you shouldn't, if that makes sense. Like, you don't want to feel bad for you because your friends are succeeding in life or your friends are being appreciated and you feel like a really bad person for feeling bad about yourself because you're seeing all your friends be incredible like you know how i saw this video of um cat on euphoria where she, like she's surrounded by like these ultra positive influences who are like you hate yourself because of the pain shanky you're beautiful etc and she's just like no you're wrong i just hate myself period like that it was that i feel like for me it was sort of like there is no like external like oh no 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 this is just the patriarchy making me feel bad it's just it's like no i'm making myself feel bad i'm doing this to myself and like I've talked about this before, but social media and, like, the internet as a whole, it exists in a vacuum. Why are you trying to eat my- Why are you trying to eat my mammary gland? You are so weird. I'm talking to my cat. Ah! Por que? Que? Like I said, the internet and social media sort of exists in a vacuum. You like one post or, or you just search for one thing and suddenly that's all you see. And you're fed this idea of perfection that- Ow! that has this sort of trickle-down effect economics but trickle-down effect and economics doesn't actually exist anyways uh trickle-down effect is that everyone else emulates it and like i do that too and like it the kicker is it's not even really social media's fault i think social media just tapped into this part of humanity where we feel the need to play a character um and i don't think that's a bad thing i don't think it's an inherently bad thing but I know that I've created, like, this public persona, which is, in my mind, the correct blend of, like, kooky and goofy and just having a fun, goofy time, but also serious that people seem to enjoy. Like, I've built, like, a laugh and a smile that fits that persona as well, and, like, social media just exemplifies that. It really sort of, like, magnifies it. And so regardless of how insightful you are, you are there to be loved. You are there to uh, have people sort of look to you quite literally and also like look up to you figuratively um and it sort of and that sort of need to be loved and appreciated is manifested as the need for people to reply to your stories and like and comment on your posts so i feel like there's almost a compulsive need to compare how much you are loved or quote-unquote loved to other people and like honestly it might not even i don't really compare likes but i do compare what people post um 
and you know like you're a teenager and you're trying to like make sense of your personal identity like one of the things that has made me feel really bad recently is seeing people post book hauls or like pages of their books that they've annotated or whatever and like I'm not going to lie I really haven't read a lot of physical books in the past year I really sort of only been consuming fan fiction which I'm not ashamed of because I think I've read a lot of fan fiction in the past year that's really really good and you know I've learned a lot from it like again I will never stop talking about this book but I encourage everyone to go read uh, Demonology and the Triphasic Model of Trauma. It is I think like nine chapters long and it is a character study of Crowley from Good Omens. It's so good. I learned so much about trauma therapy through that fig. But anyways, <laughs> let me give a moment to shout out this fanfiction that I wrote. That wrote? I did not write it. That I read last year. But as sort of the self-proclaimed nerd since I was little, the one who always had my nose in a book, it filled... Field? I can't even conjugate correctly. It felt really weird because... I felt like, I'm not gonna lie, I felt like people were trying to step on my territory. I'm like, excuse me, I'm the one that reads. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I'm so influenced by film and like, I look at everyone, I'm sort of like, they're stock characters. We're all stock characters and I'm, I'm the nerd, so I have to be the one that reads. So like, you can't read because I'm the one that reads. Um, but that messes with your identity, like how you view yourself and your self-identity or like, watching people with their like happy relationships or on holiday or whatever and like what's awful like i said it's not their fault i feel bad it's mine i'm actively making myself feel bad i choose to follow these people i could just choose not to but i don't because these people are my friends and i want to see their successes and i want to be in touch with them and it well and honestly isn't their fault for posting these things. Because at the end of the day, one, I'm the only person in this room that's making me feel bad. And number two, you have the right to do whatever you want on your social media. As long as you are not actively harming yourself or others, you can do literally whatever you want with it. I like I cannot tell you what to do with your social media because that's your property. It's it's literally, it's like your creative property. And like Honestly, I don't know how to approach social media anymore with that in mind because I honestly think I think I have to really reassess my mentality when it comes to that because I want I need to create an understanding that I like I don't know like I'm aware I have the insight in, in, in psychology referred to that as this is insight I have the insight and the awareness that that something in regards to my cognition or my perception is messing with how I process social media. But having insight isn't enough. I have to know how to rewire those cognitive patterns, right? So I really have been considering like, maybe should I just go off of social media? But people didn't realize when I go off social media, like, they don't, I don't think they realize I go missing and that makes me feel worse. So. I don't know. Um, actually, I'm going to say this. I don't think this segment, the subtopic, subtopic has a neat conclusion because I don't think there is a neat way to resolve your relationship with something as complex 
as social media. So we're going to wrap up this subtopic. I don't know. What do you guys think? I know there's a comment section. This is not a YouTube video, but like, what do you think? Is there, do you have any idea of how to deal with it? Or, or, or maybe you have like your own experience with the social media. I don't know. Uh, uh, let us know over at, um, our Apple reviews. Oh my gosh. I'm so good at plugging. Anyways, let's move on to the next subtopic. My next topic I have written as TikTok is bad for mental health advocacy, actually. And I, okay. Have y'all seen that one TikTok making the rounds? It's the one about like um, how like rewatching your favorite shows doesn't actually mean you have clinical trauma or how it's not good to feel your feelings all the time. It's pretty controversial if solely because it went against what internet therapy has been telling young impressionable teens for the past like few years, 10 years, decade. Um, here's the thing. TikTok is a pretty cool social media platform uh the content fed to you is highly personalized but the algorithm is still random enough that it keeps everything interesting but i feel like in the last few years tiktok has been the main proponent of some of the most damaging parts of what i like to call internet therapy or therapy that comes from people on the internet that may or may not be qualified to give you advice on your mental well-being and i honestly believe that since TikTok is mainly populated by teenagers, it really doesn't help. Uh, teenagers, including myself, and I've mentioned this before, we're working through this phase of self-discovery of uh, sort of finding where our identities, where our personal values and beliefs line up to pre-existing social constructs. We're clinging to whatever it is to make ourselves different from other people because it creates sort of like this perfect checklist of an identity. Um, and in the past, that clinging to, like, things that make you different, it was based on what we liked. So, um, being so anti-mainstream that you double back and end up becoming mainstream. Uh, and that has sort of evolved that, how do I, how can I, how can I find ways to classify myself? How can I find ways to place a label on myself? How can I find ways to, um, differentiate myself from my peers? has evolved into things like astrology and like having your MBTI, which is, you know, at first glance, it's pretty harmless, but I think there's some shady, not shady, but I think um, it could potentially get worse. Like the, 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 there is sort of like a dark side to all that stuff that I might cover, I'm not sure. Um, but also mental illness, which is harmful. Now, I know I have a lot of older listeners. So when I say mental illness, I mean the fact that for some reason, and people will deny this, but this is my personal belief, I feel like being mentally ill, neurodivergent, or traumatized is now something that is desired? Stupid? Yes. Damaging? Very. Understandable? Quite. Not only is this a very effective in creating an us versus them complex, but it is also a great way to excuse bad behavior, which let's face it, as teenagers, we do some pretty bad things. Like, when kids say, like, oh, if I'm really mean to you, that's because of my trauma, so you have to forgive me. And, like, first off, that's not true. That's not how it works. Um, and one of the first things that you learn in therapy is that you cannot use that as an excuse for your bad behavior in the same way that if you do something because of your, uh, because of something else, because of 
like okay the easiest example of this would be like if you are already genetically predisposed to have a temper just because you probably have a shorter temper it means that you have to learn to work harder to control it it does not give you a get out of free jail card uh get out of jail free card sorry i didn't get out of jail free card so that you can be an awful person to everyone around you but it's now for some reason it's like this perfect way in which for teenagers to sort of go this is me this is you also because i'm me you have to forgive everything that i do um and what i really liked about the the tiktok that i mentioned earlier was that it very effectively debunked all of that and i agreed with it and i know because a lot of people are really mad about this because they're like but they're just living their truth they're not bestie i am sick and tired of being called fake because i am nice or or civil to someone that i don't personally like i'm not being fake i'm being decent like you don't have to call somebody out to their face every single time you see them if you personally don't like them, you personally don't like them. That doesn't mean you have an excuse to be like, you, like, I don't know. Like, you don't have to cuss them out. You can still be, like, a nice person to them because it's just basic human decency. Like, and I agree, you shouldn't feel all of your feelings all the time because that's just not the wise thing to do. Sometimes there are other things that take precedent. Compartmentalizing isn't evil or bad for you which is something that i had to learn because when i was growing up on the internet and when i was younger you know everyone was saying like if you compartmentalize you're evil because you're not like you're not you you end up hurting the people around you because you're not feeling your feelings i'm like and it's taken me a while to realize like of course yeah if you take it to an extreme but also if you take anything to an extreme it could be bad you know but compartmentalizing on its own is a great way to um, process your feelings in a way that you can detach yourself from them so that you don't make bad decisions. Also, you I am so sick and tired of having to tell people this. You are not toxic for deciding to not talk to someone who has hurt you. I have seen so many TikToks of people going like, and they like ghosted me and they like stopped talking to me even though they know that I have like trauma related to people ghosting me. Girly if you did something bad to them which you said you did then it is literally like that was your decision if they choose not to forgive you that's their decision that's it you like it literally is no longer about you like you have the right a person has the right to talk or not talk to someone you are not responsible for the consequences of the actions of others you owe them nothing and yeah like a lot of these like if you feel or do insert innocuous behavior then you have insert disorder like that is pop psychology like yes they could potentially be the behavior of someone who has like xyz but it is not indicative of having xyz like in my earlier example just because you rewatch comfort shows does not mean you have anxiety you might just like those shows you know it's it's like it's like that um it's like that riddle where it's like if all roses are flowers and some flowers don't last long does it mean that all ro- that there are some roses that don't last long is that argument valid 
No, it's not. The argument is not valid because if you look at it, and I'm going to get go a bit deep in this, but like, if you look at that argument, some, uh, all roses are flowers. Okay, some flowers don't last long, which indicates that there are some species of flowers that last longer than others. Therefore, the final statement that reads, therefore, some roses don't last long. That doesn't make sense because you're skipping over a category, which is a species. Which, okay, I'm sorry, I'm just going, I'm going off rails here, but that's what I mean. Like, just because you have the behavior of someone who has XYZ does not mean that you have XYZ. Like, you can be someone who has anxiety and rewatch your comfort shows, and that could be as a result of your anxiety, but just because you watch comfort shows does not mean you have anxiety. It's not a two way street, girly. And honestly, like, this sort of thinking has existed since the Tumblr days, but I honestly think it's gotten worse post-TikTok. Because anyone can claim to be an expert nowadays. Like, I I know I have to be very careful when I'm talking about mental health in any sort of, like, formal forum because I have to make sure that people understand I'm not an expert. All of my you know, experiences are purely anecdotal, purely personal. They come from me. These are my experiences with, for example, when I'm talking about medication, I'm like, these are my experiences with medication. Obviously, it might not be yours. Obviously, it might not be everyone's, but this was my experience with it. But nowadays, people don't feel the need to say that. They're just like, according to this, according to this, I'm like, that doesn't matter. Anyone can publish anything. Like, you could literally make up data, publish it, and it, you could technically cite it, but it may not be peer-reviewed. Like, I'm just, like, ah. It's just something that really bothers me because it not only increases the risk of self-diagnosis, which I honestly believe is a double-edged sword because on one hand, self-diagnosis is sort of the only thing that people can rely on if you are not financially independent or not financially stable, so you can't go get a proper diagnosis. It also simultaneously glorifies mental illness and is demeaning for people who are mentally ill. Because I have to keep watching these TikToks of people going like, um, but this is like I'm gonna cry. I'm not, I was picking my nose. Um <laughs> You are like, I don't know, like what was oh my gosh, like better like uh I don't know. I've, I've lost I've lost my train of thought. But again, I think there is no neat conclusion for this, I guess. Because again, like I feel like TikTok and social media can be like a great resource for like mental health help. But I do want people to take this as a reminder that the internet is driven by an algorithm and that not everything you see is true, no matter how much you want it to be. So I'm just saying for all those teenagers out there, um, maybe maybe just maybe fall back on the making the things you like your entire personality okay that's pretty harmless and it's a great way of exploring your own personal values and belief systems without you know actively harming uh entire communities you know yeah we're gonna go with that and that is the end of today's episode uh it's really great to be back i'm really excited for this next season i think we're gonna do some fun stuff on here i really think you are gonna do some fun stuff um but yeah thank you all so much for listening 
I hope you all have an incredible week. Uh, if you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the potty on wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are on Apple Podcasts, to rate and review the potty. Muchas uh, gracias. Danke schön. Um, how else can you say thank you? Terima uh, Kazi. Uh, for listening to this podcast, like I said, have an incredible week, and I will see you next week. Hopefully. Bye!